Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Okay, here we are. Uh, Sam and I are coming back from a concert in Nashville, Tennessee, heading back towards Chicago. And I was going to do an opening that was just myself introducing everything that's about to follow, um, all of our different talks and things like that from when we were in Japan, from uh, Osaka and Universal, through uh, everything else, but figured... Why not record with audio from a phone (laughs) and include uh, Sam in the the trend? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much everything you're about to follow. (laughs) So set the tone. Set the tone right. Um, I want to let you know that I think you're in for a treat. Uh, Like I said, those of you that didn't realize from the uh, food postings that I did towards the end of the trip, um, we made it to Japan finally. Um, had a wonderful time, and this is, I don't know, a number of weeks now, later now. Yeah, it's been a month you know? since we got back, but so, it's going to be cool listening to all this at the end and um, hearing everything back. It'll mean a lot. It do, you know, it does, and those of you that have been listening, our interview with Japan 2.0 was out um, two weeks prior to this, so if you haven't listened to that or gone over to them, uh, go ahead and check them out as well. Um, I want to let you know that we are pretty profanity-free up until the end of this talk. (laughs) So um, I'll try to have some sort of uh, minute mark in the show notes for that if you have uh, uh, families listening along. It's nothing that's uh, overtly uh, horrible, but it is there, so if that matters to you. But otherwise, I know Sam and I have been talking already, just wanting to get back and my plan to return next summer and why don't you fill everybody in and kind of what your thoughts are what you're looking to do yourself yeah i want to get obviously when i get back as soon as possible i've looked at a few um, things and the something that stood out to me was doing japanese language school um not super expensive for three months and i'm just there fully immersed so anyway i can get back I, I'll, I'll take it so that's what i'm gonna look to do what did you end up finding for the language studies stuff? And I know I'm putting you on the spot being that we're in a car, <laughs> but uh, um, do you remember any of the info about it or pricing, things like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I think the pricing was around like 12, uh, 1600 um, for the three months. I don't know if that includes food or not, but I'm assuming it does. Um, so it's not nothing horrible. Um, definitely achievable um, with my pay the way it is Um, but yeah the only thing that would be a difficulty would be if food is not included because that's that's a bit that's a good chunk but um, yeah I'm going to try and convince my friend to get get there and try to do that but yeah that'll be that'll be a cool experience if I can get to do it and was it uh, different locations that were set like uh, that you got to choose from or was it just kind of all over? Yeah, it's pretty all over. There's a few sites. The site that I was looking at that popped up first, there was one in Kyoto, one in Osaka, one in uh, Shibuya. So they're, they're all over. Um, 
I don't know if I want to do Tokyo, but honestly, like, whatever I can get, I'll be cool with, so. I agree, son. I said it'd be cool. I said I've looked into some of those in the past, too, but my only time being off in the summer trying to find classes that are concurrent with that time off is not uh, something I've found yet, but, you know, it's something I'm going to almost like to look back into myself because I think being there and being immersed and having that be the only thing you're really focused in on would be a huge, uh, huge thing. Yeah. Um, we had some fun on this trip already, though, and um, I'll probably save my pictures <laughs> of uh, bathrooms that were horrible in southern Illinois uh, for when this podcast drops, oh, just God. if you want to go check it out. Like, that's, <laughs> it was it was not great, it was not great, but... Um, the gold standard that Japanese toilets seem to have is not consistent over here. Yeah, and we just want to give a uh, hack. Uh, if you end up in Nashville... And you end up at a place that has Shabu Shabu in its name. It's really not. It's, it's not Shabu Shabu, it's Hot Pot. <laughs> uh, hot Pot and then just, you know, your grill that you can grill meats on, so. They, they call themselves Shabu Shabu, but it's a Hot Pot and Grill. <laughs> so, uh, just something to, if you make your way to Nashville to catch a concert, uh, uh, don't be fooled. It's Hot Pot. That's okay. It was still great, though, for what it was. You know, we had a conveyor bait runner, uh, belt running around bringing us different things um you know pro hack i say if you want noodles uh i might grab two or if you want salad grab two and um (laughs) i I remember waiting like five minutes for the udon to come back around i'm like oh (laughs) so just just take that and then uh when the guy offers you, if you like hot, uh, go the mild hot, because <laughs> I went medium hot. Clear your sinuses quick. <laughs> I went medium hot, and the noodles, Udo noodles, were uh, soaking in that, and it just made it all that much hotter. So, um, and speaking of hot, it's actually getting hot in the car now that we've turned <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, enjoy all that you're about to listen to. It was wonderful. Uh, to record um, it's not um, all that we said it was in that like there was going to be as much as what it was but you know I think I say this when we're talking just forgive us because the fact that we were just enjoying ourselves um, but enjoy for what you're going to listen to reach out if you got any questions and uh, we'll be back to some of our day trip episodes we're going to work on one that's for the town we stayed in that was near um, Osaka uh, kicks airport of just some things to do before you take off and a reason to stay there and that'll be coming up too and um, interviews are beginning to line up for that November uh, time with people when seasons end for climbing and stuff so um, lots coming your way and uh, look forward to it then AC back talk to you guys later enjoy thank you so much for listening everybody Okay, son, I don't know how this is going to turn out, everybody that's listening. Uh, we're in a music that gets louder. Um, we're at Universal Studio. Sam's number one thing that he had to do before he's coming. What are you thinking so far, my son? This is pretty extreme. It's a 
It's been a while since I've been to a big amusement park like this. I'm going to go to Six Flags, but this is a different beast entirely. It's huge, and it's so so cool to see everyone dressed up. And it's, it's like Disney, except for Mario, so it's a million times better. <laughs> um, one uh, pro hack that we can tell you is that you can actually bring your own water into the park. So go buy those 110, 130 yen oversized large containers yeah. from where you're at, Lawson, 7-Eleven, whatever. Freeze one of them, throw them in your bag, and bring them in here. Otherwise... You'll be paying double for much less. <laughs> it's you know, like 250 yen for a small bottle, which is still not horrible. If we were like stateside, I know it would oh, be man. like 5 bucks, 6 bucks, 7 bucks, but... So it's not, you know, 250 yen is what it is, but save yourself some time, money, and we've already had like three bottles of water and we've been here... 30. <laughs> 30 minutes, I don't know, like an hour. Um, what are you most looking forward to so far today? Definitely the Nintendo Mario World, the Mario Kart ride, uh, even the Jujutsu Kaisen. It's, it's so surreal seeing anime. It's such a prevalent <laughs> thing. One thing I was telling Sam was that one of my favorite things to do, like you guys know, is to go to a mall and see people being people. And mm -hmm. this park is filled with families being families. We happen to be here at a time when they're on summer vacation, so they're not at school. And you see whole families dressed yeah. up, and it's amazing. It's so interesting seeing how everybody lives, like, casually going to, like... It's, it's so cool to see how people in Japan live and cool to compare and see it, it's just so cool outstanding we're gonna pause right here guys because we're waiting to get into mario world we tried to do um the foreigner, you know, card. For, foreigner card of walking up and, and showing our ticket to see if we could just get in um they very politely very nicely one thing sam said too is like yeah surprised how uh, polite ever you know everybody is here but they just kind of motioned us off the side and said come back at you know time which isn't too far away but hey the worst thing was going to happen they were going to say no and now we're just having a water and uh sitting in some shade for a little bit so um we'll bring more uh to you either in mario world or after we're out Okay, so we lied. Um, we're not in Mario. This Coming is back at you again. <laughs> um, in the same place. The same place. Sam brought up a good point. Um, his dad has his phone set to Japan for the app store. Because he's really cool. <laughs> and the, the, because of that, I can download the Universal app. And I have a map on there that tells you where to go um, and gives you a little indicator where you're at. But Sam brought up a good point. What did you notice, son? The path to get to the Mario World has no indication whatsoever um, that it is the path to the Mario World. I, I might have missed something along the way, but... The, the way to get to it, you just see rocks, which it looks more like the Harry Potter world than the Mario world. So it's it's interesting. You figured there'd be like a, hey, this way to Mario world, but none of that. <laughs> so without the, the map, you're kind of, um, you need that map. You need that map for sure. So I don't know if that's something we can, you know, you might be able to find like Google online or whatever it is, or, you know, you guys reach out. Like uh, if I remember, uh, we'll try to post a picture of the map just uh, like an Instagram post for us or something like that um, one other thing I want to point out too is like if you go to Six Flags you go to something stateside you go to an amusement park when you open up all of the stores are open but I will tell you right now there is not one 
stall, like there's a, there's some stalls that are open. Sam got a very cool Balbazor, like, you know, icy drink, and it was limited to one per customer. Apparently they must sell out. Um, but there's a Baskin Robbins. There's a uh, pizza place. There's like all these different food areas and none of them are open. The park has been open for, I don't, like uh, right now, like I, I want to say at least an hour, if not an hour and a half potentially, because when we got here, people are already inside. Yeah. And not one place is open. It's just stalls. By, uh, Sam bought a very cool uh, one-piece yeah. hat, which he's Luffy. rocking right now. <laughs> but nothing is open. So once again, when you're at the Lawson's, grab yourself some snacks, grab yourself some drinks. And when the stuff opens up, whenever that is, we'll try to tell you about that later. But just wanted to point out what Sam saw, which is there's no indication of where you're going. <laughs> so the only thing I can say is after you head into the main area, um, the one gentleman told us to head to the right. So take that first right. And you're gonna come to this kind of like big circle and you're gonna end up going in a huge loop all the way around. And when you see the rocks that Sam's talking about, you're going kind of in that right direction. And when you see Water World, it's to the right of Water World. And, and there's not, again, much of like indications of things that that's the way. There's just a mass of people. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, this has to be it. With how many people are jammed in, um, so we join the line, just join your queue and go from there. And one other thing to say about this, don't just buy the pass, the day pass. If you buy the day pass, you won't be able to get into Mario World. You need to actually buy the timed entry to get into things like your Mario and I think possibly to get into um, Harry Potter World. And those tickets are like around $250 each. But if you're going to spend the day here, you miss out on so much. Mm -hmm. um, like if you're going to do the 90. Yeah, you, you need to get here as early as possible, no matter what your time is, because there's so much to see, so much to do. Like even if you have to wait two, three hours, you can easily walk around and explore. There's so much to look at. And one other thing I just want to say, like is last, is when you get off at the Universal Station, one really cool thing is, what did you notice, Sam, when we came out of the station? We were there, and, like immediately. Immediately, there was like a, a Lawson's to our left and everything you need and you just walk down and you're, you're there. Everyone's, yeah. Amazing is all we got to say. Yeah. Okay, everybody, we're going to grab some water now and uh, <laughs> in theory, we're going to do what we said earlier, which was <laughs> come back to you after or during Mario. No guarantees. <laughs> That's the only guarantee. <laughs> okay, everybody, we are going to make this probably quick. We're inside Bowser's Castle getting ready for Mario Kart Adventure. Woo, woo. This is crazy. The, the, the decor, I can only imagine how long and how much money like went into this. It is like you're in the castle. Yeah. Everything is way more than what you would even expect it to be. Yeah. And the best part, my friends, air conditioning, which oh, you need after being outside for so long. You can also get a band. I thought they were, um, like, I don't know what I was expecting for the bands, but they, you actually can choose any character that's there. So it's like mm -hmm. Mario, Luigi, Peach. Peach, Daisy, Yoshi, and Toad. And then those are what you use to kind of go through. And again, if you have the Universal app, you can track your progress, and it gives you a map for the location for you to kind of navigate and go through. Um, Bob 
buying the pass that gives you the times is clutch. Oh, yeah. Man, I, just walking through, I'm taken away, completely blown away by everything. The wait time for people that didn't have the uh, pass is two hours for yeah. someone to do doubles. And it just opened, like... So, and we're on the left-hand side of everything, just walking by people. And hopefully not too quick, though, because we uh, <laughs> want to enjoy the air conditioning. Yeah, we're more. enjoying this AC very much. Coming to you guys a little bit later more. Uh, this is amazing. It's simply amazing. Hey, this is uh, T. Ray, of course, as you know, uh, from Hanshin Tigers English News H10. I'm at Koshien Stadium on this Tuesday, July the 25th, with some special guests. That's right, we've got a couple of folks from Patreon with us. We've got Michael Schulke, who has had his name mentioned on the show several times. And Michael has actually had me on his podcast, which is called Lost Without Japan. You need to check that out if you have not already done so. Anyways, Michael, thanks for coming all the way out to Japan uh, to hang out with us and to take in a ball game. I can't, cannot appreciate it more. It was a wonderful experience. Brought my son for his first game in Japan. Had to be a Hanshin Tigers game. He brought his luck. We leave with the win. Like, what else What else do you want? I, it's, you know. We're up here in the Lawson deck following a 4-2 uh, to two Hanshin Tigers win over the Umiri Giants. And uh, Sam, thanks for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you. It was a great first experience. Uh, definitely very different from any other baseball game I've ever been to in the States. Uh, totally different experience. I'm always, I almost don't want to compare it just because it's that different. But everyone's into it. I, I love this. Are you going to... Talk to people back home about this game when you get back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish it was a little more accessible uh, overseas. But, um, yeah, I, everyone I know who I've talked to is, who's been to a game has said it's an incredible experience, and I hope it just spreads more and more because Japanese baseball, it just keeps on up and up. It's the gift that never stops giving. And you can hear uh, right now, the crowd is actually singing uh, Shintaro Yokota's uh, hitting march, or his, his theme song. Uh, of course, we know that uh, Yokota passed away a week ago uh, from brain cancer at the age of 28. And this was the game that was dedicated to him. It was kind of a memorial game for him. I'm glad the Tigers came to do the win, but... Uh, Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about your trip here, Michael and Sam. Um, when did you arrive in Japan, and what all do you have on the docket besides coming to see uh, Hanshin Tigers? Funny part is we've only been for a couple of days, but we've had a jam-packed uh, couple of days. Um, we ended up meeting out in Osaka, running around. Sam bought some high fashion, uh, you know, used fashion, new fashion, uh, record stores, ran, running around all of Osaka. Um, what did you end up getting, son, that was the big? Uh, big purchase so far. I, I bought my first Supreme uh, merchandise. Um, I bought some just clothes. I've been, I'm big into the fashion here, um, and it's been amazing to see those stores and just just to, like people watch kind of just to see what every like it, it's so interesting to see what everyone's wearing and go into stores and uh, it's, it's been a blast. Then we uh, went to Universal Studios with Mario World yesterday. That was better than what we could have hoped for. Um, could have hoped for a little cooler weather. Uh, <laughs> but then we followed it up with the game today. And then for the rest of the time, we're going to be going out to Hiroshima to catch a uh, carp game for the first time. 
and then uh, we're going to be hanging out, visiting some friends that are out there, and then um, heading into Tokyo for his first time, and we're going to be staying in Akihabara to, uh, so that he can be in that area, walk around. We're going to catch another baseball game out there. I won't say the name of the team, but we'll hopefully bring the luck for their loss, uh, you know, while we're out there. And then um, we're going to do a little uh, lost, uh, lost in translation moment. Go to the New York bar together. Uh, we have our camo shirts ready to be flipped out like Bill Murray. And uh, share a drink. Look at the, uh, the, 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 the Tokyo nightlife. And um, then come back to Osaka and head home. So it's just going to be packed. Sounds like a nice full trip. And uh, looks like you're going to have lots to report about on your podcast once you get back. Or I'm sure you're doing recording. I think you mentioned that already. You're doing recordings as you experience stuff here. Why don't we talk a little bit about your podcast? Because I don't know if our audience really knows what you're doing. So it's called Lost Without Japan, as we said. But why don't you tell us a little bit? What is it about? Where did you get the idea? And what are some of the... Well, we'll start with that. Sure. I said there's there's been some podcasts, and it kind of led me uh, to that. One of the one of them is uh, Japan 2.0, who I met up with um, on Sunday. And they are kind of like that, not necessarily the forefront of things that are going in Japan, but more you're like going the second time, going a third time, trying to get deeper into things. Oh, cool. And my long-term goal is to be here full-time. And um, I could be here every summer if I could. And one of the things that helps keep me attached to Japan is doing my podcast about it, where I interview people from Japan and could be tour guides. It could be people that do different businesses. It's just a kind of a collection of people of that are in Japan and how they got there. And our other portion of things we end up doing are uh, like day trip talks. And I basically give you a list of places to stay and give you a day trip itinerary with like Google map locations for each place that you're going to and kind of in that uh, theme of not necessarily doing the most well known it's not going to be just hitting you know Tokyo or just places that are there uh, but hitting some other lesser known areas in it as well. Well and then not even necessarily the most tourist spo touristy spots in those places that you're talking about but you're right. giving you're giving ideas of things that people maybe have not heard of like they may have if they are quite into Japan but if they're the average person that just knows about Tokyo or like maybe Shibuya or a couple of areas, like you're going deeper than that so that they can hear about things that they might want to do besides those surface uh, things. And I feel like you, you miss out if you, I mean, if you, all you can do is Tokyo or all you can do is Kyoto. I'm, I'm not going to say anything to anybody. You made it here. That's, yeah. that's great. But I would so urge people, I say like on my podcast all the time, catch a baseball game, preferably the Hanshin Tigers. Yeah. But if you can't just catch some things, do some things you wouldn't normally do at home and you're going to enjoy your experience and I feel see a more real side of Japan than just hitting those tourist spots and not necessarily taking away all you could from here. And when you do, and I think Sam can speak to this too, he grew up unfortunately or fortunately, unfortunately with a dad that's super into Japan and 
he's here with me now, and it means the world to me. And we're, like, like you said, we're going to record not necessarily always the best audio, but we're recording our time through it, and then having that as something to kind of reflect on and then also share is going to mean the world. But seeing him be as excited as I was on my first trip and getting to relive that excitement with him again um, has meant a lot. And we've only, you know, just begun, so it's been great. Yeah, and, and let me just say that, like, the effort that my, my dad has put into this podcast the last few years has shown, and, like, it's just so great to see him have an outlet for this. It, it means so much to him, um, and it's great to see him put in the work for that. Yeah, I think, I think Michael is a fellow podcaster, and, and I'm also a blogger, but I think you can probably agree with me on this. Like, one of the best ways to learn something deeply is to teach others about it or to, to kind of do that groundwork for other people. Like, when I do H10, I mean, when I started, I didn't know baseball very well at all. I knew the basic rules, but I didn't know the strategies. Um, I didn't know what went into pitching. I didn't know what went into field hitting anything like that but as I started to translate stuff interviews with players uh, listening to more sports experts I was just building my knowledge up in Japanese and saying now I got to spit this out in English and being able to regurgitate or to synthesize it and put it into something that was more palatable for other people allowed me to like learn it even more deeply and it was just a, a richer experience and I'm sure you feel the same way about your pod and, and it's the connections that you make because of it like the yeah. like sitting with you now or sitting with the others or the other like you know meeting John like again you know here you know here today um, it's those connections that you're making with everybody that end up being worth just so much and then because of that like I, I had someone reach out recently that was going to Japan for the first time and you're able to help people like as you do with your information or like helping get to the you know get to a game show how it can be accessible you know save somebody uh, thinking that they could buy a JR pass here and not knowing that it's something that you needed to do before you come like that's huge you know like you yeah. make a difference in someone's trip and you know like that to me is worth every you know like worth everything or being able to share that passion that you have of like hey here's some places to check and then hearing that feedback from them that's like I would have never gone here I would have never done this but this is like one of my favorite parts of what I've done is is huge it's huge it really does come down to the human connections the yeah. relationships that are built and, and just meeting people and learning their perspectives on things and kind of yeah walking a few miles down the road with them um, and I mean that's been one of the most rewarding things about me doing H10 as well like, you know, if someone asked me, well, how many followers do you have or how many hits do you have on your site? Yeah, I know those numbers, but you know what's even more meaningful is what kind of people have you met and friendships have you, you know, developed from this? What kind of experiences have you had with others doing this? Yes. Um, and it's also like... I don't know how you do things. It sounds like, you know, Sam really, you know, um, admires what you do, and I'm sure you're doing tons of stuff, but I couldn't do any of this on my own. Right. You know, like, I, I'm kind of the face of my whatever you want to call it, but there's so many people behind me helping out in incredible ways, and so it's, it's humbling to know that people are willing to step up and, and kind of help you out in your endeavors. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. And having the support of your, you know, your family, um, you know, friends and things, and 
Sam's hopped on a bunch with me, uh, especially lately as we've been leading up to what it is. And just having this to be something to share with them and... Uh, Again, I, when I am here, I feel I'm gonna have such, in a, like, in kind of a selfish way, but not, is that when I do make the move and I'm out here full time, I'm gonna have a network of people that I don't just know, but have like connections with and have a friendship with. And that's gonna be just, Amazing. It's going to be amazing. Indeed, indeed. Well, I think we're about to get whisked out of here by uh, the uh, security guard. So uh, we're going to wrap things up. But uh, thanks again so much, Michael, for coming to the game with me. I had a blast with you. I had a blast with you, Sam. And, uh, yeah, we're shutting down because the man is telling me to get out. So this is T-Ray from H10 and Michael from Lost Without Japan. Check us both out our podcasts. Thank you, guys. Okay, we're gonna say this is after the Hanshin Tigers game and we're gonna go from there. I'm gonna apologize in advance for any <laughs> phone audio, but it is what we have at the moment. Um, we just finished uh, Sam's first Hanshin Tigers game and we're outside a Lawson's and Sam was commenting about his uh, food experience so far, so we'll We'll take back off, Sam. Uh, what, were, what, were you, what were you saying about your uh, <laughs> your uh, rice balls? Um, I've been very well. I've been super adventurous, but um, I I've been trying to try different flavors as I go. I'm not like the safe one. I usually go with is any salmon or um, stuff like that. But um, usually, or sometimes they don't have it. The later I go. So, Bonito Flakes has been a, a one that I've liked. It might not be the most popular, but I like it. Um, I just try, I'm trying this new one right now uh, that is uh, grilled salmon flakes. So, I'm not sure what that's going to be like exactly, but I'm excited to try. Um, my favorite one so far has been from, I think it was. Uh, I don't know if it was a Family Mart or, um, it was like, a, no, 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 it was, it was one that's not as common, um, that was like a fatty tuna and, um, I think soy sauce or something, and that was really, really good, um, that was my favorite so far, um, but, yeah, we're, and we're, last time we have audio, <laughs> We were uh, at Mario World and oh, yeah. at Universal. Um, what did you end up thinking about that after getting out the other side of uh, being at? Oh yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. It was very overwhelming. Um, I, I'm glad we did it, but it's one of those things. I'm unless my friends really, really push for it, I'm gonna be like, you know. <laughs> did it been there <laughs> it, 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 it was really cool um the mario world is by far my favorite um but my brain is just like it, it was totally fried by the end of it i was just like, like overload <laughs> and i i think we each probably had not joking 12 bottles of water and we were only there from like eight, eight to, to eight, eight to eight to twelve, like eight to noon. It's like four hours, twelve bottles of water, and we still 
had to stop and get something to drink before you know even leaving um and i i wasn't that wouldn't have been one of the first places that i had uh to go to but i think if you go like we said with the pass where you get your assigned times you put it first so that you get what you want first and one thing we noticed i don't know if we've talked about yet is that the without the app um that's through the japanese store um it is kind of hard to figure out where you're going uh, Sam is beginning to experience how Japan doesn't necessarily give you signs of where you need to go <laughs> and that when your signs do appear they're kind of behind something or small so that map is clutch uh, you know for you so if any of you are thinking of taking a trip to Universal reach out and I will try to you know at least send you the uh, the map picture that I have um, Today we went to a Hanshin Tigers game, your first game. We met up with Trevor from the Hanshin Tigers English podcast. We just ended up recording with him, and we did so uh, after a Sam is 1-0 and has a victory. Under two. For, you know, uh, what did you think of the game? Man, that was awesome. I, from what I've watched, um, I, I've never been super wowed by like I love the league and I love the teams and everything but um, you know I I was completely blown away by uh, everything I saw today I saw two home runs I, like those don't happen nearly as much as they do in the MLB and to see two of them uh, was really cool to see the crowd chance and every time someone got a hit to be right next to the um the Giants fan section, um, and then also chant with the the Tigers fans when they scored. It was super duper cool. Um, so just a totally different experience. Um, it's it's hard to compare because it's just completely a different thing entirely from any other baseball game you'd you'd go to. And uh, our pro hack, you know, Japan 2.0 copyright. <laughs> is uh, you can bring your own food and water into the park. And I would recommend bringing some food and, uh, you know, like chips. There were a couple people that were in our group today that we met up with. Um, John, who we interviewed on the show, um, he was there and was nice to, like, no, we were didn't plan on meeting again today, but both fans of the Tigers, so it ended up working out. It was good to catch up with him and talk a little Boston and a little bit of Japan. Uh, It was all a lot. And then with the victory, there was a huge, uh, the celebration is there's a ton of light sticks, LEDs. I'll put some photos up at some point on my uh, timeline. And it was just so cool to see, again, just the whole stadium of people being into it as close as what you can get to everyone in Wrigley after a win singing Go Cubs Go but on like steroids with just a whole light show to go along with it Um, and you're not going to find water (laughs) if you want it so there is 
you know, milk flavored, you know, water. There's, you know, a ton of sports drinks. There's a ton of alcohol, um, but just straight up water and Coke, you know, your, your sodas. But if you're looking for water, I bring it. And there are some lockers at that stadium. But if you're going to look to take advantage of those, you need to be very early. And one thing I want to um, say being on the ground here is that a lot of what I had in the past was I would take my bills, dollar bills, you know, or my um, larger coins and break them down to 100 yen coins they'll use at the coin locker. But what has happened in some of these places we're going to is that there's no longer a change machine. It's been replaced by like an IC card reader. So like your Suka card or other cards. But the problem is, is that the Suka card didn't work with every single locker that was there. It only worked with like 13 or 14 of these 100 and something lockers. So we had to end up getting change uh, because we didn't have the 700 yen we needed to store our big oh, bags for the uh, day. I, I, <laughs> after walking through all that and already being like completely exhausted carrying all our luggage and then not having enough for the locker with no like change machine in sight, I'm like, come on, <laughs> please. So I would say, hey, uh, keep, you know, end up keep 10 100 yen coins on you keep 14 of them whatever it is just keep those for locker usage you never know when you're going to need it but you will end up being thankful that you have those coins and you don't have to do it but i was able to work out just going up to somebody and who was at a counter that was selling like confectionery things with my 500 yen coin and was just very politely you know uh just asked for change and pointed towards lockers and it was done with a huge smile so there's a lot you can do don't have to worry about it but we're just gonna finish up our snack here we're giving the park a chance to empty out and we needed some energy to get back to where we're staying so anything else you want to share son or we're just gonna call it and we will join up again later yeah We'll see you guys later. Or hear you guys later. <laughs> That's all of the above. <laughs> Bye, guys. The holes you see in the ceiling are from Otani home rooms.
Okay, uh, we are in the middle of Tokyo right now. Uh, you can hear all of the cars and things that are going by, so we're gonna do the best we can with audio uh, and, and go from there. Whatever we get, whatever we got for this trip, and that's been like the like MO to this point. Um, we are sitting here together. Maurice, who's been on the show a few times at this time, is actually like in person. Yes, in person. In person, and um, we were kind of just talking and stuff. Uh, we'll make this quick and short so we don't take up too much of your night, but both of us have been talking about things that have kind of caught us as being different on this trip as opposed to last couple of trips we're in. What is it for you that is that, like, or what are some of the things that you've noticed that have just been different Ooh, this trip? This trip, uh, so first and foremost, let me just get this out of the way. Uh, the heat, I know there's kind of a global kind of heat thing going on right now. I know in the United States we're talking about the heat a lot, but the heat here in Tokyo is unlike anything I've ever experienced. I've come to Japan several times, uh, probably close to half a dozen or more now at this point, at different times during the, the year. Uh, but this heat this time around feels absolutely different. Uh, this is not a political soapbox, but it's hot. It's very, very hot. Um, and on top of that, it's also very, very crowded. Um, I know that we spoke before that I did get here right before the border opened, and, and I was there after the border opened, uh, but the level of tourism did not return in the way that it had at this point, and um, just the trains, all the streets, everything, extremely crowded. Uh, you know, you know, you see on, on, on the internet the, the, the footage of people being shoved into the train. I had not seen that personally ever until this trip. And we're not talking like 8.30 to 9 or so-ish um, rush hour at any point. It's ridiculous. And there's some rats in the bushes beside us, so just keep that in mind. We're, we're, we, we may have to... We have to move. Just be like, you know, hey, I see, I see him going to hang oh, out right there. Oh, he's chilling out. He's like Tokyo Rats, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's first. First. Um, I gotta. I, I will admit, though, I've been. I've been in June. I've been in July, but I usually tap out about July. But mm -hmm. man, it has been uh, hundred hundred feels like a hundred plus every day. It's been high nineties every day, and we leave, and I think it drops back to like the high eighties. Oh, and I, man, I'd, I'd take anything. I went out to buy Fuji, and it dropped by twenty degrees by going out. I felt <sighs> like you know out that direction, and I would have probably added some more places mm -hmm. for me and i will 100 percent say yes it is crazy busy no matter what time you are here it is just busy and i gotta say for me that's too much man like for tokyo like in particular like i i it thoroughly enjoyed hiroshima it was a different pace you know it was still busy but it was not like your top tourist destination and if you stay away from the peace museum area mm -hmm. which is really pretty much like if people go to Hiroshima that's like what they're gonna hit and they're gonna right. they're gonna bounce if you get anything outside of that totally different absolutely you know, totally different and I will say a couple things uh, my JR pass um, was lost uh, but was found and just something that I want to tell you all is if you lose it 
It doesn't matter if you had it for three weeks. It doesn't matter if you had it for two weeks. It doesn't matter if it's the first hour you have it. You are out of luck, my friend, and you will be paying for everything that you have from that point in time. So just really make sure you're like not letting the heat get to you and uh, putting it someplace and then finding it later. Just put it in the same spot. Keep it secure. Just don't mess around with it. Um, the other thing we were talking about a little bit earlier, too, is reservations, man. Um, even before you come, if you got places you want to go to, like reserve before your flight takes off, like do those reservations. 100%. And just to come back to the, the, the JR Pass thing, um, I've heard of one instance where they reissued it. Um, there's an Instagram YouTuber that does a lot of Japan content, and he was doing an itinerary for someone, and she lost her JR Pass because if you know at the, the transit gate, you have to insert it in one end and then pick it up at the other end. Well, the machine did not spit it out. It chewed it up. And for the longest time, they were like, we don't reissue it. I guess they thought that she was a foreigner who was like making something up. And she was like, no, it's in the machine. And so she actually got a station agent to come over, take the machine apart like the top of it. And there was her JR pass stuck in the machine, chewed up. And they, re they reissued it for that reason. That's the only other reason I've ever heard it reissued. Other than that, you are SOL. And speaking of that gate, that, that, that transit gate, whenever you stick it in there, do not forget it. Make sure you always pick it up at the other end uh, because if you miss it, you're behind at any time of the day. If you're in Tokyo, there's going to be a horde of people behind you who are just as much in a rush as you are. Uh, pick it up. Don't forget it because turning around to go pick it up might prove to be very, very difficult. No doubt about it. And one other thing just in that reservation thing is you really need to... Um like book ahead of time like book when you first arrive book all those different things that you want to go see and just do it because um, I'm regretting it I put off some of my um, reservations I normally just book everything to start I get here I get in following day I go to the train station book everything I want to go see and I and I have everything if you got to exchange it they're not going to care you go drop it off say I want to return this but don't put it off um, I was looking to go someplace with like three or four days advance notice and things are booked I feel like they have less trains available or like you know you're saying man like it's just the tourism is so much right now that it's just people are going so many places it's just not available and um i just can't tell you enough man just book it ahead of time if you got to change it you got to change it but you're not going to miss out my son wanted to go to kyoto he did not go to kyoto because it just wasn't there um you know in our cards for him to get back back out so um you know, just, just think about what you want to do. Make the reservations for the place you have. Do it as far out as advanced as you can. And, man, drink lots of water. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Please drink lots and lots of water. When I was, uh, where was I? I think I was in Fukuoka at the time. And on the news, they were playing repeatedly this heat exhaustion, heat stroke advisory sort of warning with a bunch of tips. Like, it's on the news daily. Like, they're well aware of how hot it is. And they're taking it very, very seriously. So another thing that I picked up that I didn't do last time because I, I didn't feel like I needed to was when you're walking around the streets, hide in the shade. Yeah. If you're at an intersection and there's one of those hard red lights and you're going to wait there for a minute or so, look for some shade. That's what all the other citizens are doing because with the humidity and the heat the way it is, if you're in the shade, it's easily a 5 to 10 degree difference just from not being in direct sunlight. So take that into account because you're going to get dehydrated. You're going to sweat your ass off much faster than you think that you will. And one thing I started taking on doing too is it's really easy to buy. Like I normally in the past, if I'm walking around, I'm going to come across the vending machine. I'm going to buy my water and keep going. 
you know what? There's a million Lawson's, there's a million 7-Eleven, there's a million Family Mart. Go in and spend like 10 minutes just walk in the aisles for a little bit, then get that water or whatever drink it is that you were gonna get from the vending machine and cool off a little bit and keep on going because it is just no joke right now. And we say that, but it's like, it's really, this is for me too, the hottest that I've ever had to be here. And my son uh, has been a champ through the whole thing. So mm-hmm. um, I, that's like, those are the big things I say I got. I'm like, I know Sam and I will hit, hit across some things. Uh, we're, we're getting together. Sam and I just did a uh, Tokyo Giants game. Um, I have some things to say about that as well, including uh, the fact, uh, just as a teaser ahead of time, you can't find a hat for the team inside the stadium. If you want a hat to wear and you want to buy it, you got to buy it outside the stadium. What? Yeah, you go inside and it's like jerseys. It's the things to hit together. It's like your, your towels. It's a bunch of things. Not a hat to save your life. So if you want a hat, get it before you go in. Um, I am minus one hat for this purchase, but you know, <laughs> you know it's like, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't want to keep any, you know, longer. Anything else you want to share, my friend, before we just call it a night? And- oh gosh. Uh, all right. So uh, there is another YouTuber um, that I follow loosely because his stuff is typically pretty actionable. But one thing he always, and I'm going to say harps on, but harp is not the right way. It's just an interest of educating people. Please get side out of Tokyo. Go elsewhere. Yes. Don't, J- Japan is not just Tokyo. And uh, if, you, if you're if under that impression that uh, Tokyo gives you a complete view of the country, it's not correct. Please go elsewhere. Um, if you're someone who is going to use a JR Pass, get it. Take it, you know, t- 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 use it to its full value. Um, don't just go to, don't just go to Kyoto. Please, 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 please. Because I promise you, if you're someone who's been ingesting lots of YouTube content, uh, the, the the Kyoto that you're thinking of is a very small area. Um, please go elsewhere. You know, uh, even like the the other cities, go to Sendai. Yep. Go to Fukuoka. Go to Hiroshima. Uh, that's a big one. Go to that one. Um, oh gosh, just go go to Hokkaido, please. Just just go, go to Sapporo. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like there's really just, anything. <laughs> yeah, just go other places. And and I say that partially, you know, for self-serving reasons because you're you're more likely to be less cramped. Uh, Tokyo is so cramped right now. So if you need a respite from that that extreme hustle and bustle, uh, going to a different city would probably, you know, uh, probably satisfy that need if you needed to get away. Some people love the hustle and bustle constant, you know, tra- crowded trains, sweating everywhere <laughs> 24-7. But if you're like me and need a break from that occasionally, there are plenty of places in Japan that have a slower pace, uh, less crowded pace that uh, you might enjoy as well. And I, I will say say um like i've come around to uh the apa hotels are fantastic um they get your own space you're not all crammed in with each other you get a new towel each day their locations are great they're everywhere um and my son i'm going to share with you all taught his dad a life hack so if you stay at a business hotel you put your um, key card in and that's when your air conditioning is on and your light is on and if you step out of your room, you take your key card with you, it is all off until you come back. My son forgot his key in the room, so he grabbed a key, and he said, oh, I left my key in the room. They gave him a new key. The new key he uses to get for the door to go in and out and do whatever he has, but on days where um, he wants 
to have it cool when he comes back. He'll pop back during the day, pop that second key card back in and the lights and these, <laughs> and take full advantage of a cool room. And when it's been a hundred something, I was like, son, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. As wrong as it may be, <laughs> I was like, don't do that. And then, you know, make sure if you're going to do that, put the sign outside that says you don't want any room service. You don't want to like, or like the turn down and sheets and things like that. You don't want to get in trouble for it. But um, if you're here and it's a hundred something degrees and you want to pop in a couple hours before you're going to be back, put that in, take full advantage of it and uh, go on from there. But I'm going to let you go man i'm just glad we were able to meet like in Absolutely. person and uh i'm gonna keep on going on i'm a couple days left in this and uh, i'm gonna be heading to osaka in two days to have just a chill time to myself that's one other thing i'll say if you're traveling with a group of people uh make sure you have your your own time as well so other than that i know we'll all be talking again soon and there's gonna be so much to take back from this uh trip as a whole so uh, whenever you end up hearing this, hey, <laughs> it'll be there. But thank you, my friend. Of course, of course. Okay, son, we're at the end of our trip, and there's been a, quite a gap <laughs> since our last. Yeah, since our last talk and yeah. foray and things. Uh, yeah, it was back in. Wasn't it the ti- after the Tigers game? Might have been after the Tigers <laughs> game. So. Uh, we're at the end of our trip now. <laughs> yeah, post Hiroshima, post Tokyo. So you're gonna have to forgive. Uh, we were enjoying ourselves and finding time to record just really didn't work out uh, for our time that was here. But we are here uh, at the end of the trip, and I know Sam had some things uh, that he wanted to share, and he had a pretty cool experience of something that I still haven't done yet, which was attending a uh, concert. I don't know if you want to do from where we left oh, off on the Tigers the game through. you know through or if you want to backwards oh man um yeah after the Tigers game Hiroshima was my favorite uh part of the trip just the entire city um I think meeting everyone I did um going to the, the Korean bar and uh, Everybody you met before, and then meeting people my own uh, self, and going out new experiences. I think Hiroshima was um, just the most memorable, and um, definitely the uh, city I'm most excited to go back to uh, my next trip. Um, 
but yeah after Hiroshima after all that there's so much to like Hiroshima we just got completely lost in I think and like it didn't even uh no. Uh, one thing I liked about Hiroshima was uh, in some ways that no matter where you were in the city, you were at max like a 50 minute walk to mm-hmm. where you got from. And like if you're in Tokyo and you're out late and you missed that last train, you're staying pretty much wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah. But when we were in Hiroshima and we missed the last train because we were visiting um, friend of the show, uh, either Good Time or we were visiting um, Rock at his establishment with his Korean izakaya, uh, both of those places are actually going to be opening up new establishments. So unless you are in Japan right now, um, chances of you being able to eat at Good Time anymore uh, in the future is not going to be good. Uh, but we will share the new location because it is good things for them both. They're going to be opening up some new restaurants, and um, my friend that's over at Good Time, he's excited because he's going to have more creative freedom uh, with a new owner. So just good things. I look forward to meeting them again next summer. But uh, when we're in Hiroshima with those 50-minute walks, when we're out late at night, we could be out till 3 or 4 in the morning, and we were on more than one occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not as we planned, but yeah, it was was great. There there were a lot of things that I liked Hiroshima over Tokyo for, but that was a, a big one for sure because... Um, I like to stay out late, and I, I'd like to know that no matter if I'm out till 2, 3, 4 in the morning, if I start walking back, it won't take me forever. Um, and the trams are good, too. I mean, they, they close um, early-ish, but um, the, the walk, like, there's, there was no part in Hiroshima where I felt unsafe. Um, which that goes for a lot of Japan, but especially Hiroshima, you, like everywhere you go just feels like a good area, good vibes, and just all around a great, great city. Oh, I could not agree more. And uh, like I said, it's one place that I could just go to and stay my whole time. Because uh, one thing you found out when you were walking along um, and exploring was that like Hiroshima has a lot within a very short distance. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about your 43,000 oh step day or what yeah, you are? That, that's one thing. Like we were there for, you know, two weeks is a pretty long uh, vacation for anybody. But even the two weeks wasn't near enough to see everything there was to see. And even living here, you like living in Hiroshima, you'd never be able to see everything. But um, there, there was a whole. I I went on a excursion one day to clear my mind, and um, I ended up going up uh, a mountain. I don't want to say mountain, but. Um, I guess it was. Um, there was a cool little park. I'm blinking on the name of it. Um, but there was a uh, cool little monument on top and uh, a really cool lookout over the city. Um, and then I went uh, down the other side, and there it was a completely different like uh, vibe and a lot less foreigners over there. Um, a lot less English <laughs> so anywhere I went I was like uh oh <laughs> I ended up stopping at a cafe um, 
that looked cool from the outside and I got some curry and rice and iced coffee and that was fantastic. Um, so yeah, the Hiroshima was so vast and I mean, Hiroshima is literally a, not just the city, it's a whole prefecture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the city itself is huge and there's so much to see and do um, and no uh, trip. I feel like I could stay at least a month to feel fulfilled <laughs> but it was it was still a great time and i know you got to do some things you made your own friends while you were in hiroshima and you had some experiences that i've not had myself uh either you were able to go sing karaoke with friends mm-hmm. uh in there do you want yeah. to talk about that or oh yeah yeah uh that was a wild time <laughs> that 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 night i had to recover that i lost an entire day afterwards kind of <laughs> because <laughs> I um, drank a little too much and ended up going with two Japanese guys I never met in my life to uh, the girls bar um, for my first time and we uh, sang karaoke and they were they tried to get me to sing Japanese songs but obviously I, I couldn't sing them so we ended up singing anime openings um, Chala He Chala or um, a couple Naruto openings and anytime the English part came on I, I, I sang and they sang the Japanese parts so just a really cool experience um, to, like just there were so many times in this trip where I just followed I, I, I don't want to say follow because that sounds creepy but like people just are like hey yeah come with us and we'll like take you to a bar or we'll take you out to eat and like everyone is so welcoming with that um, and I made so many friends just by doing that um, so super cool and then after we were in Hiroshima we ended up heading back to uh or not back to but we ended up actually going out to tokyo for your first time and uh i know you were saying it was kind of nice that you did osaka and hiroshima first before tokyo yeah because tokyo is definitely its own entity you know in and of itself Mm. you got to experience tokyo station for the first time (laughs) not fun (laughs) not fun but he survived he survived (laughs) and uh you actually made it through uh, Tokyo's subway systems and things like that as well. Yeah. What did you, uh, I know you, you went off exploring a lot in Tokyo. What were some For of the sure. things that you uh, enjoyed doing the most? Um, the, my favorite day in Tokyo um, was when I went on my own and did my persona tour. So I went to, uh, I kind of pulled up a, a map. Um, and I just followed the real-life locations of a lot of Persona locations, so I ended up in areas I would have never gone to otherwise. Um, so I went to... I started off in Shibuya. Not a big fan of Shibuya, too much going on. I'm not, like, a big shopper anyway. I went to the Tower Records and spent way too much money, but other than that, um, I, I, like... Shibuya Crossing was cool. I went to the Starbucks that overlooked Shibuya Crossing. Um, and then... After Shibuya, I went to Sanganjaya, and Sanganjaya is super cool if you get the chance to check it out. It's, uh, there's a lot of, like, Tokyo is so vast that there are a lot of little neighborhoods that um, kind of go unnoticed. Um, and Sanganjaya, obviously, like, Persona, like, people know it through that, but uh, there, it's, it's a really cool little um, neighborhood, or I, I guess, um, that I think people should definitely t- take a look at and check out. Um, and then from there, where did I go next? Um, I think I went to, uh, 
Oh, I went to Aoyama Ichome, where the uh, school is. But um, the school that they put on the map, on whatever map I was using from Reddit, um, I could not get to for the life of me, unless I wanted to, like, cross through a field and, like, there were security guards and I, was, I wasn't trying to end up on some, like, foreigner gets, uh, you know. Um, but it was, it was still cool to walk around the area. Um, I listened to a ton of music that day and I remember um, listening to the new George Clan record, uh, walking through that part and that was super cool. Um, so you did, like, j I just got lost a lot of times and just ended up walking for a while. Um, and then after that, I ended up going to Kichijoji, um, which I think outside of the next part I'm going to, Kichijoji is my favorite place in Tokyo. Um, it, it almost kind of isn't Tokyo. It's very far away. Um, it's about a 40-minute train ride, and that was the express, so I can't even imagine how long the non-express one was. Um, but uh, Kichijoji was really cool. It's there were a lot less foreigners there than like in Shibuya um, and stuff like that. So Kichijoji was really cool. I went to the area that the first one of the game is modeled off of, and that was super faithful. So that was kind of cool to walk around there. I ended up going to get pizza, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And then I went to the uh, the, I'm blanking on there again, but the park that's uh, the very popular park with the Totoro, uh, not Totoro, the Ghibli Museum is at. I walked around there for a bit. And then finally, I went to Shimokitazawa, which is my favorite uh, part of Tokyo. It's like super trendy. It's the city that the Butch of the Rock is based off of. If you, um, if you want a haircut, that's the place to go to. There's like <laughs> 20 uh, hair oh, yeah, salons. <laughs> seriously. Um, but it was just cool, like going on my own and uh, listening to music and walking through and seeing all the music bars and all the CD stores and the, the thrift shops and just really cool vibes all around. I, I felt it was like super up my alley. So that was definitely my favorite, uh, you know, town of the, the trip. Um, but yeah, super cool. So that, that was my favorite day. Then you were pretty lucky. We got together. We were actually able to meet friend of the show, Ken, uh, which if you've listened to the episode, was Ken Frog, who's an artist here, uh, formerly based out of Tokyo, but still does a lot within uh, Tokyo. And we were able to meet up with him, and he took us to get some skewered uh, chicken and, and meat and things at one of his favorite spots uh, that he had to do so. And he ended up walking us around the area that he used to live in, and um, Sam was able to be pretty lucky because we were walking with Ken, and we turn a corner, and... What did you see, son? Oh, yeah, I saw my first geisha, so <laughs> apparently that's not very uh, easy <laughs> to come by, so I was lucky. Yeah, it was, I was like... <laughs> like half dressed like, like joking I'm like you suck son like you, you just show up your first time and and here you go but that was pretty awesome we were in an area of Tokyo that has that uh, small geisha di district and it's kind of known as being like a little uh, Kyoto um, so we had our fun and things there and when Sam was out running around one of the things that I enjoyed the most was I did make my way out to Mount Fuji and Lake uh, Kanagawa um, which I've done talks on and was able to ride the um, uh, 
uh, right up to the top and I'm via the gondola and just sat there for probably about like four hours and lucked out. I met, met a nice couple um, from Taiwan uh, who invited me to visit next summer. And they said, only three or four hours. We'll show you around if you've never been. They were there celebrating their daughter's one-year um, old birthday. Um, so that was wonderful. And what happened was I was sitting there. It was covered in clouds like it always is whenever I go. But a thunderstorm came in super quick, and they were started shutting down the area on top. We're trying to get people to tram down or gondola down. And I was not wanting to get rained on doing the path because it's like a 30-minute walk. And I didn't want to do the gondola ride either since they had overhang. Um, it was in an area that was kind of wouldn't be rained upon as much maybe. <laughs> so I uh, either smartly or not smartly weeded it out. And what ended up happening was I was given the chance right before stepping onto the gondola. They, they came rushing over and said that we could stay if we wanted. But the gondola was actually shut down for a little bit, maybe like an hour, hour and a half. And that entire time, it was me and just a few people that were there. And we had the whole um, view to ourselves. And right as that thunderstorm left, I probably got my clearest view of Fuji that I've had. I'm still covered in part by clouds but uh, the clearest that I've had. And that was like much needed for me to get out of Tokyo and do that walk and things. Um, I just wish that I had more time um, or the couple that was there. Um, one thing you can say for that area, if you're going to do it, stay, go there the night before. And a lot of people wake up around five something in the morning or 6 a.m. And a lot of people have great clear views and completely cloudless uh Fuji pictures to flaunt to friends and to myself. Uh, so I think next time I come here, um, besides uh, Steffi was one that I unfortunately was unable to meet up with on this uh, part of the trip. I apologize to her. I hit my Tokyo limit and ended up leaving just a little bit earlier for Osaka. Um, we were, uh, Sam and I were able to go meet up with Maurice, a uh, friend of the show as well. We end, ended up going uh, and getting to meet with him. We had some nice food, and then Maurice and I were able to sit down for about like 12 minutes or so and just chat. We walked around the area that we were in um, and just you know had some fun getting to actually meet in person and kind of share a little bit about what we had. So I'll, I'll add that in uh, to what we have as well. And like I said, now we're, I want to say, less than a 20-minute ride uh, from uh, our airport in Osaka. And we're flying out of kicks, and except for uh, Air Canada and them, <laughs> <laughs> them not emailing us to notify us that hey, there's changes to you're our You're messing flights. up your sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> hey, United, I will take sponsorship. <laughs> Air Canada, Canada? No. Not so much. <laughs> or it's going to have to be like the, uh, there's going to have to be some zeros, Air Canada, if you want my sponsorship, I tell you. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, if you're flying Air Canada, um, please uh, check your flight. A million times <laughs> before you leave. <laughs> because we received any email notification that was for anything that was like a flight with them. But what ended up happening was our Chicago to Vancouver leg of the trip both times was like 
transitioned over to United. We booked directly with Air Canada, called Air Canada and was like, hey, I can't check in with United. What do I do? And they're like, we don't know. Maybe you should call them. <laughs> Not the people that I booked directly with, but with United. And luckily, the person that uh, helped me on the other line was able to check us in, sent an email to my son that has our boarding passes. We don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Um, but, you know. United, 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of 10, United. 10 out of 10. Would fly. Um, <laughs> would fly again. <laughs> would fly again. Uh, so if any of you listening have any connections with Air Canada and can help me get my money back uh, <laughs> for uh, having to pay to be on our flight. Uh, I didn't add this before, but we actually had to pay um, because of our flight being transitioned to United. We didn't have a reserved seat that I'd already paid for on Air Canada. So I had to pay uh, for my son and I to have an assigned seat and not be told we can't board a plane that was fully uh, booked and just show up there. So anybody has you know, connections with their Please reach out to the show. <laughs> We're not going to end on a um, gripe fest of things we have, and I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that we have. But would you go ahead and tell everybody um, just a little bit about your? Because I feel like we could go on to this later. <laughs> you know, we have, but like you're, you did something. Um, you went out to Sendai. Sendai. And yes. what did you do in Sendai? Sendai? So we can add in things on a more positive <laughs> note here than just yeah. <laughs> lambasting. Um, Sendai. Sendai, uh, I went to, I would have never really, Sendai would have never been on my radar otherwise, but uh, one of my, probably my favorite active Japanese band uh, called Trico had a super duper 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 small show in Sendai um, in a venue called Live House. Um, and I ended up getting a hotel and stayed there overnight. Uh, I got to the venue way too early. Uh, I didn't know the culture behind concerts in Japan because usually I go to a million concerts back at home and usually I get there a minimum three hours, four hours early and line up um, with my friends. But I got there an hour before. There was no one there. Um, and I got there. I, I went to get McDonald's and come back. And I, I went there uh, 30 minutes before, and there was, like, a group of people who apparently went to a concert beforehand uh, for a d different band. So I was confused a little bit. But um, people started showing up, and I ended up meeting a, uh English teacher who lives in Japan from Denver. So he saved my, saved my butt and uh, helped me get through a lot easier than I would have without because the people at the venue did not know English. <laughs> um, so met him, talked to him for a little bit, um, made friends with a couple other people in the line, and then um, we went in. The show was awesome. It was kind of a unique show because uh, after the opening band, uh, Trico put on a silent show. So to... To even further the, um, like, you know, Japanese shows are a lot less uh, exciting. And I don't want to say exciting, but people in, in crowds are a lot 
more tame, obviously, than they are in uh, America. So it was kind of interesting because the first band was a punk band, and I was ready to to mosh, and everyone just kind of stood there and like, and me and my me and the guy from Denver were the rowdiest people in the 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 group, in the in the crowd, and it was probably like a sixty person crowd, but. We were bobbing our heads and everything, and everyone else around us was like maybe doing a, a little bit of movement. And when the uh, the song was over, they clapped and everything. And I was like, "What is going on? This is <laughs> totally different." Um, and then when Trico came on, they did a silent show, so um, there was no clapping, no anything. But um, I could at least still dance a little bit. So um, they put on a great show. Um, and I got to meet the opening band afterwards and talk to them for a little bit. So, um, super cool. And then I made some friends, uh, other than the English teacher and the, uh, the crowd they were big Trico fans and they didn't speak much English but we made it we made do and I ended up going out to dinner with some really cool people um so just a really really cool experience um and I'm glad I went because I was a little nervous going to the the show knowing no uh Japanese but ended up being an amazing experience you think you could have um gotten in with just like a google translate or things like that yeah i I think so like without google translate i don't know what i would have done on this trip (laughs) um but yeah with the uh, with the concert it was super easy um as long as you have google translate there they'll be happy to help um the big confusion was not the lining up but I apparently had to buy a, a drink ticket to get in on top of my ticket, which I don't know why that wasn't included with the ticket, but whatever. Um, and the guy was trying to explain to me, but there was obviously translation error, um, or a language barrier, that's what I mean. Um, and uh, they had to go get the English teacher to be like, hey, explain to this dude. <laughs> good to know good to know if you show up to a place and they're asking for more money that you're like hey it's my ticket money drink money or whatever yeah i was like i don't need a drink (laughs) but yeah you do sir i do do. (laughs) but yeah it was it was fun outstanding and i gotta say i was pretty proud of you because like early on in the trip you threw yourself in and you went into some places that you wouldn't expect and you ate some meals and establishments that didn't have that english or didn't have um, other things that were there but really just did your google translate um, operated maps and did your trains and everything that you needed to and were were you know pro from the start you really didn't hold back uh, yeah. is there any advice you'd give to anybody about traveling either tokyo or just the trains in general that you know i might not think about because this is your first time kind of going through traveling japan yeah um by the by the time i got to tokyo i honestly had no issues going between uh subways on tokyo it was pretty pretty easy as long as you have google maps it'll tell you where to go um there were very few instances where at least in tokyo it's pretty streamlined and then there will be signs that usually tell you where to go um, so I had really no issues traveling on my the Persona trip day. I there wasn't a single time where I was confused. 
one thing I want to start, like, I don't want to cut you off, like, I, I am, but, you know, I am. <laughs> one thing I wanted to point out was, hey, one thing I want to say before I forget is, please um, bring change with you, 100 yen coins, like, when you get mm-hmm. them, don't spend them, throw them into a separate thing, get, like, $20 worth, I'm not kidding, you want, mm-hmm. like, 20, 100 yen coins, because we ended up uh, being stuck in... Was it Tokyo when we Osaka. were waiting? Or was Kobe? it Osaka or Kobe maybe? Kobe. Yeah, so we were in Kobe and we were looking to drop our bags off. And one little section of it had like, you could use your IC card, which is like your Suka or your Pasmo or other ones. And they had no change machine, my friends. No change machine at all. So we had to go up to other, like, businesses and, like, Soon either... Like, like, you know, please, could I have Coin some change? Locker. <laughs> and, like, Sam went to, like, a 7-Eleven to buy something and got changed back and got, like, a 500-yen coin. And he's like, no, I don't want a 500-yen coin. I want the 100-yen coins. Um, so please... Do yourself a favor for lockers and other things. There were instances also, um, you really need to get a Suka card or the Pasmo card or my Platypus card. I forget what it's called. Iacoca. Iacoca. But get those, my friends. You can't really do it without it anymore. You really need to have those cards mm-hmm. both for subways and just for like getting around or um, convenience stores. Convenience stores. Yeah, like, the you, transit cards were awesome. They're I didn't really know the full extent before coming, but I ended up using all of my 200 that I had say uh, put away on it because you can. It's it's so much easier at convenience stores than going through your change and fumbling around in front of the poor cashier who's looking at you like an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's so much easier to just be like, oh, Suka, like Seven Eleven. You can tap on the screen. Some of the stores have where you can tap on the screen and you just tap it, but if you just show them your phone and tap your Suka, they'll pull it up and way, way easier than trying to fumble around with your coins. Then you won't be stuck like uh, his dad where he was putting all of his one yen coins on his bed tonight as a gift, a gift because you just can't get rid of them uh, anywhere once you get them. Yeah, um, if you ever feel worthless or useless in your life, just remember that there are one yen coins which are literally worth a ten of a cent. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's like you're worth significantly more than that. <laughs> significantly more. And I'd say besides that, I said the only other things I'd say that I'd say for just like tips and things that I'm remembering as we're going through. And like I said, we'll sit down once we get home later. But my battery packs, I would say that I need to needed to have replaced them. Um, I've had some since uh, 2017 and I should have just replaced them because uh, one failed on me. The newer ones were okay. Um, but if you had them, you may need to buy the USB-C adapters. I think I'm just going to go home and uh, buy ones, uh, try to find ones that are just USB-C, even though I was struggling to do that before. Um, but maybe I'll find something. But otherwise, um, we'll talk more. I said we have some electronics purchases, oh, stores yeah. that we purchase. So many CDs. So many CDs. <laughs> um, but I think that's enough for tonight. we got about uh, 30 minutes of time in for this and this Sweet. is just going to be one streamlined thing we're going to either watch a movie or figure something out to do um, we'll either talk at the airport or again uh, later on on the other side thanks for all for putting up with our audio for our time and uh, being with us for the adventure bye
Sam had a perfect way to describe air conditioning in Japan. It's like a, a one-yen coin. Is it really there? Or is it just, especially the airport right now we're at, it's like ni neither hot nor cold. It's just kind of uncomfortable. It's like a clammy kind of feeling. I think it's perfect. When, I, when, when, when you make it to Japan, if you haven't before, or if you have, you know those one-yen coins, you hold them. It's not like there's really anything in your hand at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like you notice something, but you don't at the same time. You know, it's... I wonder how many one-yen coins it would take for you to be like, oh yeah, there's something in there. <laughs> If we do that on the plane for our uh, trip to Vancouver, Vancouver, we'll let you know. Well, I, I will say that when I had like 30 or 40 in my bag, I, you know, I noticed it at that <laughs> point in time. So <laughs> that's all, that's all. Okay, so Sam and I are at Osaka Airport. Kick's about to fly out, and I take back my prior statement about uh, Air Canada uh, from the standpoint of I was told right before we checked in that we were moved with, again without notification to a flight that took off earlier it would have us flying into San Francisco and then to Chicago. And after we were forced to do that and given no choice to not do that, I told them, hey, my son and I are together, right? And nope, we were not. It would have just been myself and then my son going in our original path. So once they saw that that was the case and we were flying together, suddenly a seat opened back up for me. And now we're flying our original flight to Vancouver and back again. Um, so all I can say, my friends, is I'm sure other airlines have had this occurrence before, and I'm not telling you not to fly them. I'm just saying, listen to all that's happened to me and make your own decision. Uh, I know what I will be doing in the future before and which airlines I'll be admitting for my searches, and that's all I'm going to say. Bye. Hey, son. It's been a while. But to the listeners, it hasn't been one at all. <laughs> it's going to be almost like they're one after another. Mm -hmm. uh, was the last time we talked to Osaka? Yeah, Osaka. Well, I think we did. We talk? oh, we did like a little bit in the airport. Yes, in the airport, uh, we made it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had to swim back, unfortunately, but yeah. we made it. We got to hang out with a lot of people that were coming back from an Alaskan cruise. Mm. That, that that was. Uh. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> um, audio still not going to be the best. We're going to keep no. on running in that uh, our friends in Japan 2.0 and use our phone for a little bit because just yeah. neither set the bar. <laughs> neither one of us want to go into our rooms and set up our audio equipment right now <laughs> because <laughs> it's the end of the day. My son's done with his Post job. I finished both jobs and we're just you know looking to sit down uh, post Japan as my son's about to watch his dad play Baldur's Gate 3 to see if he wants to get it or not. I recommend uh, buying this game if you're into those things. I also 
recommend the three books by Brandon Sanderson that were on Kickstarter. If you can get the audio of those or books of those, I am having a wonderful time listening to those as I'm getting back into the school year and trying to get back into some podcast recording. Right now, I'm kind of sitting together, put, pulling like audio and things from the trip. So when you listen to this, it will be <laughs> after I've done all of that. Um, what are some of your post-Japan thoughts, on? Oh, boy. Um, it was such a fun trip, and I want to go back as soon as possible. Um, I, I'm sure I, I feel like I've said this every time we've talked about it, but um, it's gave me a lot of insight on as to what I want to do with my life, because I'm 21 and I still have no effing clue. <laughs> um, but going there and experiencing something that was totally different, like there was a lot of culture shock initially, um, but I adapted pretty quickly to a lot of things. I was surprised. Like I, I got into the swing of things pretty quickly and I, I think it helps that um, I was ex- I, I exposed myself and I was exposed to it by my dad so much in my life. And nothing, like, I was like, whoa, that's different, but nothing really surprised me. Um, so, I mean, there was some stuff, but, like, generally I was like, yeah, that's, it, I almost felt more at home there than, I, I, not almost, I did. I felt way more at home there than I do here. Um, just like my personality type, I, like, I feel like I am just more... I fit better there than I do. <laughs> like, I just mind my business and I go with the flow, and that's like a lot of what's what everyone's about there. So, that's um, like you, you kind of have like uh, people that will leave you be. Um, mm-hmm. You have some different interactions, and I think I feel a lot of the same way. I said because when I was growing up, I moved so often that I never had like a spot that I call home. And despite living in our Chicagoland area for as long as we have, I still don't necessarily have that but I can say for me uh, Hiroshima that like you know being in Japan that Hiroshima area is about the closest to what I feel like that and the people that are there are so, so nice. like the friends that I do I've made from you know both Matt and David and then also um, Rock and um, our, our, our friends from uh, Hiroshima mm-hmm. everybody's just really good people yeah. they're very genuine yeah and they're very just like upfront no nonsense yeah. you know speak their mind type of people mm-hmm. and when you surround yourself with great people good people yeah. it just makes you know things so much you know more yeah, yeah. I, I, I it kind of made me reevaluate my the people I surround myself with because um and I realized how good I have it with some a lot of people that I know. Because um, my best friend and a lot of my other friends, like, they don't hold back. And it's, it's very similar to what you were saying. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like I've... It, it leads me to getting used more times than not. But I, like, I share that kind of mode of being, like, you help me out, I help you out. 
and that's like very much how it is like I don't ex- and a lot of times I do things for people I don't even really expect anything back it's kind of just like you're my friend so I help you out it's not like a, I owe you or like it's nothing like that it, I like it's I help people out when I can and you know it's I don't expect anything in return and I'd say that's like the people you know like again like the people that we met there and we interacted with you know were shown around had a great time they did things to help you know make sure we had a good time and none of it was done with this like hey you're gonna owe us you know right. next time we come back I, and I, there were so many times like I, I met it's like one of my favorite experiences when I was there I met like a really cool group of girls at a concert and they all walked us home um, and I was like I've, I've been so tainted here I was like what do you want from me like am I gonna be followed home what do you like do you want money like but no they just genuinely cared that I got home and was safe like they knew I drank a little bit and they and they walked the girl that we were with that got drunk home and they walked me home and it was just like a completely genuine like I, I want to make sure you're okay like I want to make sure you have a good time like it was just it, it, every time it blew me away like that's what surprised me like I, I knew uh, a certain extent but actually like experiencing it was such a remarkable experience I know you're looking to, to go back. I know you were talking about a different time of year. Uh, you you were... Yeah, not so, July. Not, not like uh, the uh, beginning the of August. part of the year. <laughs> and then we come back here and it's 100 degrees. It was... We were like, But it was funny because we're here in Chicagoland and everything's like 100 degrees and whatever. And we're like, we're messaging each other back and forth. And we're like, still not as hot yeah, no, as it was Everyone's freaking out. I'm like... This Shit, after what I've been through in Hiroshima, <laughs> Tokyo, man, when I was on yeah. that black top, and I was <laughs> oh my god, the amount I've never sweat more in my life. But it was nice though, because like what I miss here, I came back and I was like, fuck, man, where's my Lawson's or my Family Mart? Like, I could just walk a couple blocks, and if I got thirsty or I needed anything, I just stop in, get a drink, chill out for a second, and keep walking. But Oh, so great. And then even when we were there, even on days when we weren't, like, super busy running around and we were just kind of hanging out for a day and taking it easy, mm-hmm. your steps per day, like, for me, were so much higher. And, like, yeah. here, I spend the whole day to, to crack, like, 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And today, to help me do that, I walked to, like, <laughs> I walked to a store just to get, you know, the, mm-hmm. the last little bit of things that I had in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... I'm definitely looking um, already for my next trip. I know that you are too, yeah. and um, just excited to to hear it. And anybody that's out there that hasn't done it yet, or is looking to do it, or you know, going through and just waiting for that chance to do it, do it. Yep, it's like a, you're gonna. You, you won't regret it, even if it takes you five years, six years, or whatever it is to finally, you know, get that opportunity to do it. Once you do it, um, you're going to want to definitely turn turn back around again. And my buddy Steve, um, when we got together after Japan, he wanted to hear about the trip, and he was just like, man, you really put your head down. <laughs> you work during the year, and then you just go back. And I'm like, I, I really do. I mm-hmm. said, because that's, you know, that's what helps motivate me, yeah. um, helps keep 
you know, get me in an area that I'm I'm happy and one day it'll be where I am just constantly. But um, just wanted to, you know, touch base. Anything else uh, lasting, you know, thoughts or things, uh, uh, you know, just for you now or things you're thinking about for that or? Yeah, I'm just so happy with the experience. I'm so happy with, like, I, I met so many people um, that I am so excited to see again when I go back. Um, so many unforgettable experiences, and I can't wait to go back. And uh, yeah, that's awesome stuff. Well, thank you all. That's going to be probably the last thing that you're going to hear uh, on this, at least, audio recording. Um, hope you've enjoyed it all, and I look forward as my son sees my. <laughs> New Stacy, New Stacy, oh. his his dad's K-pop updated playlist. So yes, uh, not only am I doing Baldur's Gate in a podcast, <laughs> um, also have music too. So <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day, everyone that's listening. Reach out if you have anything to say and you want it. Pat-